and welcome to The Solve Network. My name is Shane Borza, and I'll be your host. Along with my co-founder, Benjamin Goss, we'd like to welcome you. Our mission is to provide solutions and create a network of experts for you to learn from. Now, this show is a little different than most podcasts, as it is actually a live call held twice a month. If you can, please join us on the first and third Thursday of each month so you can get your questions answered live and direct from the experts themselves. If you're an expert, please contact me at shaneborza.com so you can be a part of the network. And now, here's our show. Today in the Salt Network, we have Mike O'Neill, the LinkedIn rock star. He is going to teach you how to optimize your LinkedIn account, make powerful connections, and explode your business. So stay tuned for this exciting, informative presentation from Mike O'Neill. Scene one, Apple, take one. Hi, I'm Shane Borza, your content creator coach. I have two books on filmmaking, Film Notes, where you learn to write, direct, and produce, and the Film Notes Workbook, where you can learn checklists and paperwork to streamline creating your content. Available at shaneborza.com. I also have filmmaker resources like the Paperwork Bundle with over 300 documents, the Sound Effects Bundle with almost 3,000 files, and the Music Bundle featuring 900 tracks of all genres. Want to build your professional credits? Become an associate producer and get listed on IMDb. Let me help you get your art out into the world. Scene one, Apple, take one. I believe Mike is going to take a Q&A after the presentation. So, uh, Mike, is it okay if people jump in while you're talking, or would you rather they hold their questions to the end? Which works better for you? That's fine, but do, do realize that I can set things up. So, you know, you're very often might be asking a question that's answered two or three slides from now. I'm just setting it up. It's like, it's like a joke where you kind of, you know, set it up and the punchline at the end sort of. Um, Got it. I know the questions that people ask. I've been working from a variation of this deck for years. Um, but this deck in here in particular is brand new, all the hottest, newest stuff. Um, there's been a lot of changes in the environment. And uh, they're all in here. I'm presenting this at a coaching conference in San Diego um, on Sunday. It's a four-day coaching conference. It's called a Conscious Coach. Very heartfelt coaches. I'm in the business track. I'm not in the heartfelt track. Okay. Um, and I'm heartfelt. I know I'm, that's how they found me. You know, they only they only they only brought in people that that fit the mold. Um, but it's my first millennials conference. They're almost all millennials. I'll be the oldest one there. And uh, that, that's kind of new, new for me. So you're, you're all kind of helping me um, with the deck here that's got to fit 25 to 65-year-olds. And I'm in, in a broad range of industries. I'm normally working with folks that are a little bit older. So I branched it out so, so real estate can get a little bit out of this, you know, whatever you're in. The, the principles kind of hold true across the area. If you're involved in business-to-business activities, though, you're going to find you get the most activity from it. So, in, and I'm not even starting with the presentation. We're just waiting for a few minutes here, okay? You know, just, just kind of warming up the crowd and stuff. 
Um, but even in a B to in a, even in a B to C world, like like real estate, you've got all these relationships with other people who feed you business. My mortgage people, my roofing people, my my basement people, and stuff. Mm-hmm. While you might not be able to find people who need a mortgage or need a something, the people that feed that to you are easier to find. Okay, so so that's where you just kind of adjust the logic to my 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 a channel network as opposed to my retail network a little bit sometimes. So, all right, I was just kind of stalling. Hi, Lori. Welcome to the Hi. show. Hi. How are you? Great. Great. Um, well, Todd's on. We'll give, it another, we'll give it another four minutes, and then we'll make it a hard start. That way we can have a hard out at, uh, well, I guess it would be 1030 for folks on the East Coast so they can hang that long, but... You know, we'll figure, you know, figure it's going to be about a 40 minute, 30, well, what do we figure, Mike, about a 40, 45 minute presentation? Oh, 45 minutes. It's pretty easy. Yeah. And then, and then we'll have 45 minutes for questions. And um, like um, Shane said earlier, we're going to, this is going to be recorded. So anybody that wants to um, have a copy of the recording should send their email to Shane. So I don't know if you know how to use the chat, but if you click on the chat in the bottom, <clears throat> bottom, uh, well, I guess it depends on what platform you're on, but typically it's on the bottom. You can click on chat and then it'll, you could send a message to Shane or send a message to everybody, however you want to do it. Hey, hey, look at that. Yep. So I just put, uh, yeah, I just put my email up there so everyone can just email me if you like. And I do have three or four other people who said they had prior commitments. They could not be in the call, but they are looking forward to either watching the video or listening to the audio or both afterwards. So there will be some other people that are going to get their eyes on this. So, All right. Well, um, let me get a fan going here. Odd deck. Okay. And I got to have a fan on me. All right. Got to have the hair flowing, you know, like in a rock video. You know, they, her name is Rio and she dances on stuff. Okay, hold on. And just so you all know, Mike has been to probably more concerts than anyone I know, and he put out a book. He is literally the LinkedIn rock star. So he's got a published book. You can find it on Amazon called The LinkedIn Rock Star. I don't know. How long ago did you put that thing out, man? Like 10 years ago? I mean, that thing's like getting old now. Time to do like a new version. 2010, then 2015 again. Yep. So, um, yeah, so whoever's got a dog, you need to mute the phone. You need to mute the phone. Right <laughs> yes, yeah, someone else. Okay. All right, cool. Um, I'm going to get started a little bit. Is that all right, Ben? Going to start working it up? Yep. How about I just do a, a nice soft intro here for you so everybody um, – uh, Mike and I have known each other for, geez, right around a decade when I got into the political world back in Colorado. And uh, even though we're a little bit on different ends of the spectrum uh, from a political standpoint, I think we really jived and connected uh, uh, on a personal level. So we've uh, stayed in contact and um, we've helped each other out on stuff. And uh, Mike truly is the LinkedIn rock star. 85% of what I learned about LinkedIn, I learned from Mike and uh, some of his business partners. So I respect what he's got, got to say. He's a great source of information. And I always find him super engaging and entertaining. So I know he's got a great uh, presentation for us. So anybody... Um, 
maybe what we'll do after you do your thing, Mike, we'll give people a chance before they ask their first question or something. We'll let them give like a 30 second soundbite on who they are, what they do. And then if somebody doesn't have a question, they can always, um, we can always at least give you 30 seconds to intro yourself. That way people know who you are. And then uh, Shane's going to, if you want your contact information shared, we'll share it with a group. If you don't, that's fine too. Um, you know, the whole point of uh, what Shane and I have been trying to do is uh, it's kind of a combination of what Ken Blanchard said, which is none of us is as smart as all of us. And then the other thing that I like, I'm a certified John Maxwell trainer, and uh, he likes to say, I want to be a person of value, working with people of value, adding value to people. So that's really what we're trying to do, um, just trying to help up everybody improve their life and find more ways to make impact and, you know, potentially raise your income if that's something you want to do. So obviously not required, but hey, if that's what you want, we certainly want to contribute to that. So Without any further ado, here's your ado. All right, Mike, take it away. All right, so I'm going to share my screen, and here we go. Got a little bit of uh, PowerPoint for us here to start, and then we'll just kind of jump jump all around. There's my left brain, right brain. You're going to see that. Uh, where is – oh, it's behind a window here. Hold on. We put windows in front of me, and I got to get back to PowerPoint. All right. There, get to there. All right, let me shrink you all down if you don't mind. I don't need to see your all faces, and there we go. All right, so I, I am the LinkedIn rock star. Uh, thank you for that, uh, Ben. Um, I have been to a thousand concerts, and I have ticket stubs from about seven hundred of them. Still, I've got demos around here. Um, Six dollar Bob Marley ticket is my favorite one from '75, I think. And, uh, you know, if you're a rock star, you got to really put up numbers. So I hit 30,000 connections on LinkedIn a long time ago. I maxed out on Facebook with friends, a little bit under. Got a room for a few more people and stuff. But, uh, but the, the, the environment that I, that I work in is, is, is one where um, the, the tradition of, of time in the business, you know, you're not the new guy on the block. I've been doing this longer than anybody, anybody. I'm the very first trainer in, in the country. And when I went to go find training, there was none, so I built it. And I've proceeded to go down every little thing you could possibly do and reverse engineer all you could do on LinkedIn back in 2004. And frankly, that wasn't much. All you could do is profiles and a little bit of searching. But it's come a long ways, and I've seen everything come and go. Um, I'm, I'm in the, the stages right now of my, uh, my book here on campaigns. It's called Campaign, obviously. And uh, those are the books that, that Ben was talking about early, earlier and stuff. Fitting in and standing out is the principle behind those books. How to look the part on LinkedIn so you get invited to the party, you're on the search list, you know, you traffic coming in, but you're the one that gets clicked. You're, you're the good guy. So I, I don't want to assume that you all understand why LinkedIn's so important. You know, I could drive right on in. I, I speak at a lot of audiences where it's a given, you know, it's a social media conference. You don't have to make the case for why LinkedIn is important. But I'm going to make a little bit of a case here. So a little over, a little, right around half of the uh, employees, uh, uh, not employees, about half of the users, um, about people in the United States are on LinkedIn. Half the population, 50-50, they're on LinkedIn. How many young and old people are? You take the, the bell curve and you throw out the highs and the lows, and you're you know, pretty much certain that who, who you're looking for out there is on LinkedIn, at least if they're at a certain age, you know, millennial or higher. 
Um, and people are there because that's where they find their B2B customers. They don't generally find B2C customers. If, if people needing a mortgage, you know, don't put out on LinkedIn that I need a mortgage. But people in the mortgage business are easy to find. And, uh, and folks that feed them, people, people who are, uh, you know, realtors or other folks in others, other sectors out there that work well together um, are easy to find here, really easy. One of the biggest side effects and, and, and side benefits is the data that comes from LinkedIn. The data that's out there is usually their current email address, their current company. It's not old like it is if you buy a list or go to a list service or so. This data is really important if you do things outside of LinkedIn too, like email and stuff, you know. Gee, email, wouldn't it be nice to have an email address? Yeah, I'll make that go a little better. So you could pretty much find whatever you want in there. You just got to know how to look for it. There, there's little things that, that you put in to get things out. And if you look in the right places, you're going to find it. It's also a place where you can project a really powerful look and feel and image for your company. You can look bigger than you are. You know, a, a good graphic person and a content writer and stuff. And wow, you're right up there with, with you know, the big boys potentially because they have the same page you do. There's pages out here. and I'll show you what a company has. They have a page now, there's different motivations that people have. Not everyone comes to it from the same spot. One of the biggest motivations is to be found. These are the people who are not active. They're not going out. They're waiting for other people to find them. It's like a billboard. They've got great profiles. Maybe they're telling people, call me. But they are not initiating the action. They're waiting to be asked out on a date. Okay? Very, very much, very important part there. The passive users as we say. So LinkedIn has a special relationship with Google, a very one. In fact, uh, the very special relationship puts somebody's name at the top of the Google search on just about any name. John Smith, well, guess what? There's some Johns there at the top. Now I'm an author, so I get a special panel on the right-hand side, it's called the Google Knowledge Panel. And uh, if you're an author, you get that. If you're a politician or a rock star or something, um, there's just have to be, uh, you know, eligible to like be in, in Wikipedia to be able to claim this on the right hand side. But notice, even if it wasn't me at the top, I'm still in number two here. You know, if that, I'm not that Mike O'Neill, maybe I'm one of these others. So even you see the website shows up as number four. So um, I'm not big motivation for a lot of people, though. It comes down to this. It comes down to money. If it costs me money, I don't know. If it makes me money, ha-ha, okay? If it makes me more money than it costs me, now you're talking. So if I put a few dollars in and get a lot more out, that's the idea here. You know, your time is money too. So when I take talk about putting money in, I'm talking about your time as well. Now, uh, everyone knows that LinkedIn is good for your career, or you should know that that this is where the recruiters are hanging out. And, and if you're 30 years old and a programmer, you'd know damn well what I'm talking about. They're swamping you on LinkedIn with offers to come write code at my company. There's certain industries that are particularly uh, popular right now. Um, not everybody needs to be involved, okay? Not everybody. The folks in your business that are mowing lawns out there don't need to be involved in LinkedIn. If you're just your internal accountants don't need to be involved out there, but there are certain audiences that really do matter. 
first of all, right at the top. Hey, the boss has got to look the part. Sorry, the boss has got to look the part. If the boss doesn't and other people do, then, you know, it, it isn't flowing in the right direction. Precedent should flow down. Now, the marketing team, you expect a marketing team to have, you know, some pretty good savvy on LinkedIn. And they do. They know their stuff on LinkedIn. They got good profiles. They're doing posts. They're doing all kinds of stuff. Okay. They're always on it. The sales team. Absolutely. And the sales team will do whatever it takes to get the deal. Sometimes this is actually from a trade show, I believe, or a, a, a client, a client show. And uh, this sales team out here wanted to get the attention of somebody. And uh, they did through my presentation, the recruiting team, they have a special version called LinkedIn recruiter. So, so I'll be talking about a sales version here called sales navigator, but there's a special version that's actually quite pricey, 500 bucks a month on up for most folks. Uh, for recruiters. And, and they can't live without it. They cannot live without it. It's, it's, this is the biggest revenue stream for LinkedIn is the recruiting market and the products they sell to them. Because people post jobs and the recruiters come in, they got that whole thing going on. They're more important than Indeed and Monster and those others. Just ask anybody, any recruiter. Hey, without my LinkedIn, I, could, I couldn't survive. But you know, in a lot of cases, it's not all of that. You know, that's part of what you do, and that's part of what I do, and that one is, and that one is. It's all you. And I'm going to assume here, okay, for the rest of the presentation, that this is you, okay? I'm not going to assume that you're a person on a team with management structure up above you. This presentation is primarily for the entrepreneurial spirit, okay? Um, it applies well to other things, but you should realize that this is the goal here, okay? These are the folks I'm most aimed to please. And if this is you, well, I hope you're pleased. So we got to find out what you want. Why well, I said motivations, right, at one time, you know? So in terming what you want, there's a little bit of looking in the mirror here. I'm somewhere in the middle here. I'm a little bit of left brain and right brain. Um, I have a colorful imaginary narrative part side of me out here, very colorful, but I'm also a data guy and you'll see all this system structure in here and stuff, logic. So this is a combination of both, but you'll kind of know which side you are and which you're not. If you're a logic sort of person, you might need to buy services from the right side. And if you're a colorful person, you might need to buy or get some other way services from the left because you're not the CRM guy. You're the one who does the post. Both of them come into play here, okay? You know, targets on the left, the messages on the right. Messages are colorful and pretty, and the targeting is like a spreadsheet or a, or a, or a database. So one of the other things that people want are leads, now, these are sales leads. They might be leads for, for all kinds of things. Let's just leave it in the term of leads in general, and you define how that is for you. For me, it's sales leads. But for other folks out there, it's relationships that matter most. So if it's relationships that matter most, um, then you have a different outlook on LinkedIn. You really do do things differently than if you have a, a, a monetary um, uh, bent about you. People can smell if you're out for the money or not. You know, the relationships lead to leads, but sometimes it's better to start with this principle. So fundamentally, another thing that people want from this, and, and they, sometimes they don't know they want it because they don't know it's possible, but they want data to come 
from their campaigns, okay? From LinkedIn, from the work that they do, the things on LinkedIn, wouldn't it be great if that data got into my Outlook or into my Gmail or into my CRM system? Okay? And that data that comes from LinkedIn is about two steps removed from being into those sort of systems if you follow what we're doing here. Okay. So what you want versus what you need. And the what you need front, you need some time. Now you need time to learn it or you need time to manage it or you need time to sub it out, to read the reports. You need time to respond. You need some amount of time. Okay. I'm going I'm to say that 30 minutes a day is a good amount of time to spend on this. So if you're wondering, Mike, what kind of time are you talking about out there? 30 minutes a day. And, and if you miss a day, so what? It doesn't mean the next day is necessarily 60 minutes, okay? But try to put 30 minutes a day in, all right? But uh, 30 minutes a day doing what? Well, there's a little bit of knowledge, and you're going to get some of that knowledge here today. And what do I do with my 30 minutes? You know, how do I spend my time? How do I spend my time most effectively? Not how do I just spend my time? And part of that is implementing some systems that do some of this for you, perhaps. Because if you're going to get busy out here, it's really nice not to handwrite letters, but to word process them. It's really nice to have a drill instead of a screwdriver or an electric saw instead of a handsaw. There's elements here that take to systemization really well. And that's the end here. We kind of end with systems. So I'm going to show you what goes into systems and how that all works here in just a moment. But in order to do the things we want to do, we need the right tools, okay? LinkedIn itself has 11 filters, and they're good ones. I'll show you, okay? There's a free version. You can pay uh, more money, get a paid version. Um, and then there's a sales navigator version that we're going to pay more attention to here. It's $80 a month. You get a free month trial. Um, I'd like anyone who's using premium or sales navigator to tell me here, un unmute yourself and tell me, um, what you're using, Jay, uh, Ben? Can you can you ask around on this, folks? Ben, you're muted still. You have to unmute yourself. <laughs> or Shane, you can ask. I just need someone to, to 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 let me know who's using a premium version or has used any of these products. Any anybody? This is Wayne. Um, I uh, I paid for a premium version and subsequently did absolutely nothing with it, so it's a complete waste of money. Got it. So the premium. But that was my fault. Okay, keep, keep, keep going around the circle here. Thank you, Wayne. I'll come back to that. Anyone else? I'm, is, I'm, I've got Sales Navigator. And who is that? Sorry, that's Ben. Oh, Ben does. I'm sorry. I saw Ben. I saw when you spoke. Oh, so Ben does. You, you kind of don't count in this. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is James. I also paid for premium uh, some time back. I didn't know what to do with it, and so I didn't really get my money's worth either. Okay. Anyone else? Okay. So premium, when you pay $60 for premium, all you get is a little bit more of the features you already get. You don't gain 18 features. You just get more of the 11 features that you already get. It's a really poor value. It doesn't do much for you. You wouldn't hardly notice if you had it or not because the screens all look the same except you're paying 860 bucks a month. I'm going to show you some Sales Navigator stuff, but I'll compare it. You get to see both of it here, okay? 
So who to target? Who do we want to go after? This is a big component to this here is, is you know, we want to, in our, in, our, in our efforts out here, target just the right people, not try to find anybody. We're not looking for a conversation just because we're, we're desperate for one. We want very specific people. You got to kind of know your audience, right? And knowing your audience means kind of looking deep inside of people here. This is old, old, old photo here, but this in this audience here, the audience here is people with hats. Do you agree? <laughs> Here's my audience, people with hats. Okay? So in LinkedIn, our audience is generally um, found through a search. So we put things in the LinkedIn and then we get things out of it. So we put in criteria for the search. Well, what are those sort of criteria? You've seen this, everybody, right? You know, list of list of job titles with some stuff in between them. That's called Boolean. It goes back to the 1850s in the UK. Mr. Booley created this storm of early programming. This is really programming back in the mid 1800s. So, in the context of this. There's another, another feature out here that's in Sales Navigator only. Now, this is in, in everything. Everyone can do Boolean. You can do it on both sides, LinkedIn or Sales Navigator. But you can only do this sort of filter where it's really simple and easy. Yeah, give me them. Yeah, give me them. Without going through this whole coding process. Okay? This is better, but this is easier. Okay? And, and frankly, sometimes you do a combination of both. Another thing that's nice about Sales Navigator is being able to hone in on people that either might or might not be millennials in the broad sense. I want experienced folks, or I specifically don't. I have clients that specifically don't want anyone with more than three years experience because they're going after a specific market. But for the most part, if you can single out folks that are brand new to the business, you usually find that that, that, that makes the results a little bit better um, at the end. So you might kind of pick maybe three years or more or six or 10 plus. Most of our clients do six plus or 10 plus. So in our criteria, we're on that bandwagon now, where somebody is, their location matters a great deal. Um, for most folks, this, this is a huge, huge one here. Okay. So I want folks in my city. So Ben, if Ben, let's say Ben wants to do, uh, wants to, to target uh, Colorado. Well, he would have to pick, or he would pick uh, uh, Denver and, and Fort Collins and Colorado Springs and so on. You pick all the cities. In doing that, you still miss a few people. You know, you miss the folks in Canyon City because there's where the big prison is, okay? Don't sweat that. But, but you get the idea that if you could do more, like pick the whole state, that would be a little easier. Or if you're in a big city, I'm in San Francisco. We just want, you know, North Bay, okay? With Sales Navigator, you can get more picky about stuff, okay? And, and a big component of, of what I'm preaching today is being picky on who you reach out to, okay? And then being systematic with those people you're being picky with. Another part about being picky is what size a company might you work with. You know, people at home, you know, there's a certain way to filter them out. One to 10 employees is the way we do that. Usually we, we filter them out versus in. Most folks want folks somewhere in the middle, you know, 10 to 500 or 1,000 employees, but not 3M at, at 200,000 and not Betty Sue here at her home desk. So Sales Navigator lets you kind of pick where in the spectrum for how big the company you want to work for. 
This is the, the feature that gets most people saying, I got to have Sales Navigator. It's not in premium. So you get these extra features in, in, in SNAB, as we say, that you don't get in premium. This used to be part of that premium program, folks, and it's not anymore. It was stripped out of there. They, they kept charging 60 bucks for it and took these features away. And this is one that they took away. Um, one of the most important parts in the, in the, in the process here, really, <coughs> is, is people's industries. We're, we're whittling down all the folks on LinkedIn to find just the ones we want. And people in certain industries, you know, are more attractive than others. I don't work with government. Law enforcement means nothing to me. Um, jewelry means nothing to me. But computer hardware and computer software mean a lot. So by, by, if you don't specify any industries at all, you get all of them. So you're getting babysitters and rocket scientists all in the same search unless you pick out industries. And LinkedIn is on the left, and you can see there's five there, and there's 147. Where are the other 142? What are their names? What do we do? I'm going to give you access to a list where you can download the industry list and it'll be really helpful. Even on Sales Navigator, you can only see like eight at a time here. There's 147. You scroll and scroll. Um, the tool at the end, the site that I take you to the end, has a really nice tool for helping you guide through your industry targeting. Now, you'll find in your results out there, no matter what, that there's going to be some disqualifiers. Retired people in assistance, for example. Some folks don't like franchisees. But these are ways to eliminate folks that are still on LinkedIn. They got words in their profile that qualify, um, but they also got words that disqualify. Not intern is another one that goes in here sometimes. This is how you scrub the list with software as best you can. You want to create searches that do the best job they can to include just the folks you want. Right state, the right industry, the right titles, all that stuff, but not the folks you don't want. And this is how you do it. Remember, we'll go back here. See, you're layering this down. Yep. You're layering that down one after another to get into something that looks like this. This is a, a LinkedIn search that shows you kind of how those criteria I just mentioned lay out on the big list. And this list is actually a little bit longer. There's some more criteria down below. So I'll contrast LinkedIn and Sales Navigator for you in a little bit. You can get to see a side-by-side. -side. So <clears throat> I always get asked, all right, so, so that, that kind of, I understand the things that kind of need to be done a little bit now. I get, get, get a little bit. But what happens and when does it happen? You know, what goes first? Okay, where, 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 do, you, where do you begin? What, what's the very start of things? Well, the very start of things is you got some settings on LinkedIn that you want to adjust, so there, there's privacy settings, uh, communication settings. There's stuff to do there. Not going to get into the weeds on there, but there's about five or eight things that are really important there. And those are things that you might ask me about personally. I just don't want to cover them here because it's not as important as other stuff. Your profile is super important. That's the next thing. Your settings first, and then your profile updates. And your profile needs to look good, particularly at a glance. Do you see this on the top up here? That's the glance, okay? You got to look good on top because if you don't look good on top, it doesn't matter what they say, see down below. And, and in a moment here, I'll show you, well, just a moment right now, what, what it means in terms of your digital footprint. Look at that. You see it says presidents, Tatera, CRM. Well, when he or anybody comments or likes or follows or posts or anything, 
This is what you show other people. So that's why you want to doll it up here, make that presidents to tear apart look really good because that's where they're going to see it. They're not going to see the rest of the profile. The image in the back doesn't matter. That's what matters most. If there's only two things that you do, good picture, you know, get your word, your name in there, right? I don't agree with Jackie Lapin over here. I put that in on purpose. Her last name is Lapin Author, Speakers, Get Leads, Get Booked. You know, I don't recommend that, okay? Follow the other folks. PhD is fine. You want to be thinking when you're doing your profile about SEO, about being, you know, caught up in the searches, okay? You want, you want people to search and find you in general. But we're not going to rely on inbound activity here. I'm not here to show you how to set up a good billboard and sit and wait for people to, to come to it. That's not what this is about. This is about going out to find people, but you got to look good. If you look good to SEO, you look good to people who arrive there. They want to see certain words as well. Your target audience does. Now, as you have a profile, your company has something similar. It's called a company page, and it's free. A LinkedIn company page takes less than an hour to do. Seriously, a regular everyday person who's just got a little bit of LinkedIn experience. All right, maybe a little bit more. You know, if you've got a thousand connections or more, you can do a company page. If you've got 500 or more, I bet you can do it. But easy, if they walk you through it with, with literally with, 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 um, with a wizard now that helps, helps you do that. This is what a company page looks like. So you got to put an image at the top. You got to put an address in, a name. Um, there's a little about page down here where you paste in, you know, what our company does, right from your website, right, right from your profile, perhaps. You know, word it up a little bit, but you can see now all the employees at the company. So this is a client of ours. So Satara has 177 employees. We went through and made sure that all of their employees knew how to go make sure that they count as one of those one of those employees. There's a little trick on your profile to make sure it happens. And we went through an exercise with Cetera to make sure that happens. We also found folks at Cetera that did not belong on their profile. And that's a separate project to try to get them off of it. You know, freeloaders on, on, my, on my company page. This is a really important key point here. This is, this is a pivot. I want to ask if there's any questions thus far, because I'm going to dive into some stuff here. I don't have any sleeves to roll up because I got a short sleeve shirt, but uh, this is a great question and answer time here. We're right at the halfway point and uh, it's going to get technical here. It's going to get really interesting and fun. If there's something that, does, that you don't understand enough here, please ask a question. Shane, why don't you run the board here for us? I'll look at the, at the, at the text here as well. Uh, here's the chat window. Average income on LinkedIn. Average income on LinkedIn is actually going down um, and the reason it's going down is because more and more people at entry level positions are joining LinkedIn, but you're in that 60 to $80,000 range. The last I saw was in the sixties, but before that it was in the eighties. And it's not because people on LinkedIn are making less money. They're making more, but more entry level workers are coming into it and they've got 25, 35, $40,000 incomes, really good incomes out there in general. But, um, you know, the executive teams, like I say, they're always out there. The lawn mowing folks that make 12 bucks an hour, they're not. Any questions from anybody um, thus far? Hey, Mike, this is James. Um, if this is not the right time for the question, uh, just let me know. But I, because I have a day job and then I have my side business and they're separate entities, at some point, I'd like to hear your thoughts on 
how do I kind of address both of those in my profile? Okay, so you have two current jobs on your profile. So you have one job that has when you started on that to present. You have another job when you started on that to present. And you get to decide which one goes on top and which one goes second. But you have two simultaneous jobs. You don't work it into one entry. That's a good question. This is the time for those sort of questions right here. Any others I'll take? If they're in the chat window, just read them to me here. I don't see any in the chat window, so. Hey, hey, Mike, why don't you talk about the importance of, or like how experienced LinkedIn users like myself, how we look at a mutual connections and the importance of having 500 plus connections as opposed to being like 320, 450, 120, you know, that sort of thing. It's a good point. I actually had that in the presentation and took and took it out because it, uh, I didn't know if it applied and it does. Okay. So I'll, I'll put it back in actually for the, for next round. Um, uh, if you don't have 500 connections on LinkedIn, you're looked down upon as there's something inferior about you um, or you're so damn important so damn important that you've really blocking things up, you know, um, uh, you know, um, uh, Bill Gates has a small network, but I'm connected to Barack Obama. I'm even connected to John McCain, the late John McCain. So there's all different sorts of sorts of uh, thoughts on this and all. But what we do for our clients uh, when they come on board is I, I invite folks that are called LinkedIn lions. They connect to anybody. And I invite LinkedIn lions to connect for my clients in their in as much in their industry or area or whatever, most mostly in their area, not industry, mostly in their area. So we get them up to 500 plus connections quickly so we can start our campaign process that we're about to roll up our sleeves on and discuss here. So was there another question part to that question? Uh, I was just going to say, is there any general rules of etiquette in LinkedIn that's different from, say, I don't know, Twitter or Facebook? I mean, I've always told people this is more of a professional as opposed to, hey, look at my cat and what I ate yesterday. Yeah, yeah so, Twitter, uh, so, so Twitter and Facebook um, tend to be more of a posting environment where people are, are sharing things with people and all. Um, LinkedIn does do that. But the stuff I'm going to talk to you about here is one-to-one. -one. It's going into their inbox. It's not posted. These are private conversations that, that are had, not, not posts with comments and shares and likes and all that. It's a, it's a little, bit, little bit different environment. Um, so, so James had a question about the, the accountant stuff. I think I got that covered. Um, uh, the 500 plus, I think I got that covered. Um, I'm going to jump into really cool stuff here. So, you know, let me take a breath. Um... Are you ready? Do you feel the excitement? Because it is. It's pretty exciting. Um, we have three Filming. target sets. Okay. We have three sets of targets, three types of targets that we're going to go after here. The first one is really easy. The folks we're already connected to. We want to engage the folks that we're already connected to on LinkedIn and just say hi. Been a while since we talked. It's the lowest hanging fruit there is. And that conversation goes kind of like this. It's been a while since we've spoken, whatever. In my case, I want to give people a little bit of state, state of the art. If they like, you know, do a 30-minute call. Here's schedule a call right down here. Really easy. That's the lowest hanging fruit there, these folks you're already connected to. Because you can freely send them a message. There's all kinds of things you can do. So, um, so that's what that message looks like. The next thing are folks that we should be connected to, but we're not. 
I'll bet that all of you folks here, you're not all connected to Ben on LinkedIn, but you should be, don't you think? So, so Ben would be in this category of my existing contacts. Well, how many other Bens are there that, that I should be connected to? People that would feel really bad if they got a message that said, Dear Ben, and said, My name is John. Yes, Ben, I know, we golf together or whatever. So you want to avoid those uncomfortable situations of reaching out to, to people that you already know with language that sounds like you don't. And it's really easy to do. Here's my, here's my, my uh, situation. If these are existing contacts and they should know you, don't even send a, a, a custom invite. Just click connect. Connect, 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 connect. Make it easy on yourself. There's no reason whatsoever. You're not putting them on a campaign. You're not starting up something. You're just making sure that they don't get an uncomfortable email that puts you both in a situation. Okay. So, so just not even the generic invite that says, welcome to join my network. Just the connect button and go, connect and go, connect and go. All right. So you find these people all over. Right? Business card piles, I got them all over here, but all my business card piles here have all been invited or I've chosen not to invite them. It's one of the first things I do when I get business cards. I, I do it even before I leave the event. Do you know how you I really wow someone when you invite them to connect at an event and, and they'd go, yes, and they connect right there. I mean, I end up talking to those people at conferences, uh, but I'm in the business. I, I get that. I'm in the business a little bit. But when you've, when you've got these names and all, it's a little hard sometimes if you've got a common name to be able to find those folks. So you might need to add a little bit more to it to find, to find some of these common folks. Okay, so we got our folks here on our lists out there. We're going to find them. We're going to invite them. But sooner or later, we got to start now. Uh, and I, I'm the Amway guy, and I've, I'm already selling to all my neighbors, all my friends. Now i got to find strangers, okay, uh, people that I don't already know, not low-hanging fruit anymore. This is where I'm going to show you a process and a system called the time system. And the time system breaks down this process of systemizing all into something that makes it really easy to understand and do. It really does. The time system finds targets, the searches that are as good as we could possibly get, all the right words and all that in, great list. Then we scrub that list. We include just the folks we want. We're going to kick out the folks we don't. We're going to send messages to people and the ones that respond. We're going to engage in conversations, we're going to put a little data in our CRM system. This is how it works, kind of from beginning to end. So the reason it, it, it's so, so powerful is it create, there's a long-term value to this. You know, LinkedIn connections are worth something long-term, especially really good ones. A database, wow, that's even, even nicer. If you ever sell your company, the database goes with the company. It's more valuable for someone to buy if you've got more data, a database of customers. If your employees, by the way, are, are taking their database with them because their LinkedIn is going with them and they're not leaving any of that data behind, you know, you might want to rethink that a little bit. So I made the case for Sales Navigator. I made a pretty good case already. Let's keep going. So I want to I want to identify because we're going to come up we're going to need Sales Navigator for what we're doing here. So uh, I want to show you what the basics are of a campaign, a campaign or people we want to find, right? You know, right? Just the right folks. We're going to invite them to connect after we find them. We'll send them some messages after they connect. We'll deal with the folks that respond with a nice message or who knows what, however we respond. We'll go over that. We'll do responses and stuff. 
This is called it. So later on when I say, who does it or what is it? This is it. Finding new people, connecting, messaging, responding, that kind of stuff. This is it. So I'm not going to repeat all four steps. We're just going to plug in it later. I said it started with target targeting. So you cast a pretty wide net at first when you're doing searches out there to find what the possible size of that audience is. Okay. And then you apply a few more criteria to reel it in a little bit. So it's a smaller audience. Okay. So we want not the big part. We want just the folks that we do. So it's good to know how big your gross audience is, but then you got to refine it down to the folks you want. And there's two categories of connections folks you're really connected to, and then what they call second and third level connections. I can't invite, I can't, I can't invite someone who I'm already connected to, and I can't message someone that I'm not. We want to move threes and twos into ones. We want folks that are not connected to us to become part of our network so we can do more stuff with them. So in LinkedIn, this is, this is the, a search in LinkedIn that's kind of common an executive level title in a city, in a certain industry. Okay. So this is a pretty common basic search. Now notice even, I have a sales navigator account, so I can just click on over. Um, LinkedIn will give you an ad to go buy sales navigator and try to get you to, you know, get a trial over there in the upper right corner. But in sales navigator, you can do a lot more. And by a lot more, I mean, you know, the headcount alone is a, is a killer there. It's just fantastic. You know, I don't want solopreneurs. I only work with folks that are willing to spend 10, 20, 30 grand. Well, that's not a person living at home. Okay. And the big companies up there, they want to buy systems out there that scale to thousands of users. If you don't sell that, now you're somewhere else in the spectrum. This is a common search for me here. I look for folks with six or more years of experience in Denver, this size of company. I like the ownership level, you know, that kind of stuff. That's my kind of search. Now, that search is, creates a gross list, our big, great list of people out there. We want to be picky in terms of who from that list actually gets to go forward. We're going to sort of interview each person on that list and decide if they're included or excluded. Generally speaking, you start out with everyone included and you scratch them off the list using our techniques here. You don't have to put 25 people on a list uh, or 20 out of 25 in a search. You would essentially just scratch five people off. It's really fun to kick people off a list. It's really an arduous process to put them on. So we put everyone from the search on a list, and then you can scrub it and take out the folks you don't. It'd be pretty common on a, on a typical search screen that had 25 people on it to eliminate maybe five people. So of the 25 that you get to see on each page, you might cut five of them out of the equation. They look too small. They don't have a picture, something like that. I'm talking about scrubbing, and scrubbing can be sexy. No, I know it's not, okay? Scrubbing is not sexy, and it's just a matter of checking boxes and unchecking boxes. Yay, they make it great, 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 great. No, it's not like that. It's really boring stuff, okay? Um, but it goes fast. It goes fast. Scrubbing lists go fast, okay? And once you do, you have an approved list. This list, everyone on this list is approved for everything I'm going to do. If not, go back and scrub some more. You've got a bona fide list here. You agree that these actions are going to be going against this carefully scrub list. So that list of folks are going to get some messages from us. This is M in the time system. 
targeting, including messaging. So these messages here go exactly to those targets there. Real estate messages to real estate people. Software messages to software people. But these messages are designed to get a conversation going after people connect and all. So I'll kind of go over the, 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 the process here. But the, the, the process is one of trying to bring people closer to you through words. And uh, Ben, here's my little political, quick little political statement there. And all that's for you, buddy. Um, uh, the idea is these conversations that are pure words need to feel like this. We use really special words to bring people in. All right. So this is a standard campaign that happens. When we talk about it, it's, remember I said it, this is it. We invite people we don't know to connect. We send them some messages that might lead to an article or to a video or something. Eventually ask them if they'd like to have a conversation with us. This is the, the standard kind of kind of uh, campaign that happens. Now, the campaign has puts into it messages, and it puts into it targets, a scrub list, the zipper. Remember, that's the inputs that goes into this. What comes out of it? The first big thing that comes out of it is responses, and these are some real responses for me for my campaigns, no less. You know, some folks like it, some don't. And there's a series of processes that you have to go through with each of these responders. With the, with the positive ones up there, I'm going to show you a little bit more. But on the negative side, you know, you've essentially got to opt that person out. You've got to take them out of whatever list they're on. You don't want to next month reach out to them again and say, I'm sorry I reached out to you again. I'm really sorry a third time. You have to take steps to essentially opt them out of your processes here if they choose not to. And that's kind of tricky sometimes. I'll tell you that that is that is indeed tricky. Um, the, the best way is just to not connect to them anymore. You know, I can't send the people I'm not connected to. And in some cases, you have to. I thought about it and doing it with Steve here might have to eventually here because he's easily caught up, get caught up in another search. The technology on LinkedIn doesn't help you create a, an opt out list. There's no such thing as a do not send list that you can use. You can add a, a system tag on it that says don't send to this person but you can't software-wise do that and exclude them. So we love responders. I do. It's all about responses. That, that's why. You put all that stuff in. If you put all that stuff in and didn't get any responses, you probably wouldn't do it. Now, you, you get some data out of it, some other reasons you know, that you might, but for the most part, this is why people do stuff. And when we deal with responders, generally speaking, we're going to reply to their response. We're going to respond to the responder, right? And it's just, it's just a, you know, right back here. They can see the message above. You get a conversation thread going. Okay. When you connect to folks, you also get an email from them. You might choose to send an email. You might choose to do both. And that's the new trend. Send a, send a message that confirms on LinkedIn. Thanks for connecting. Also giving them the option to have a relationship with you over email. This is a really hot ticket here. And going with that hot ticket is in Sales Navigator saving people to a lead list. There's all a bunch of features to a lead list here. I'm just not going to go deep and down on it because I see where our time is and stuff. But this is what you would do. You would, you would send a message back, perhaps send an email, but probably put them on a list here so you can, you can monitor them going forward. So... If you didn't know, this is a, I'm a Who fan. I just saw them in concert again. By the way, had a whole orchestra and everything. Got a new album coming out. 
their their new single is called Zero Ground Zero. They played it with an orchestra and everything. I love the Who. Um, but you know, in the Who Does It part, you know, for the most part, you know, it, it falls to you. It falls to you first, and then you can figure out and find someone else to do it. But it falls to you. You got to learn what's what's part of it here if you're going to have anybody else do any of this stuff for you. I love work. I love an assistant who does this. We work with a lot of our clients have an assistant. And, and the three of us kind of de- divide up who does what. Oh, you do that. I do this. I do this. You know. And over time, things move around a little bit. The assistant might take on more duties over time. Um, you might hire a vendor. Okay. Uh, for example, we're a vendor. You know, we're a vendor. We do these services for people on an ongoing basis, um, not just training them up on how to do it for themselves, but we can do parts of it or all of it ongoing for you. So we're getting into the real meaty stuff. This is real beefy stuff. It is to me. I I have a lot of enthusiasm anyway, but I really dig this stuff. The how part. I'm a systems engineer. I'm a network engineer, an industrial engineer. So I, 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 I thrive on this. Where to use a machine, where to use a person, where to, where to, where to. In the end, it's about money. But along the way here, we have lots of things that we put into the system and people who have to do certain parts of it. There's nothing fully automated about everything, but you can automate many aspects of it. This is generally the things that you tend to automate. I want to send invites to people. When they connect, I want to send messages, maybe a couple, maybe a lot. Um, when, when people respond, um, I'm going to work with them on the inbox and stuff and make sure that, that the folks that do respond, you know, the reason I do this in the first place, you know, uh, I follow up on that. And in the end, if you've got a system tool, you can get data for you know, other systems. So this is what some of these system tools look like. On the left is you on LinkedIn. Log into LinkedIn. There's tools that can run on your local computer. And they have names like Duck Soup or Meat Leonard and stuff. I don't recommend those. And LinkedIn especially doesn't like them. But they're, you know, $20, $30, $40 a month. And they run on your computer. And your computer's tied up doing other things. All kinds of things can go wrong. Okay. But, you know, they, they, they created a whole industry. And, and, and they deserve recognition for that. I recommend and I work with tools that run in the cloud. They run uh, as, a, as another computer, not your computer. So there's a data center in New York City or somewhere that's logged in as you on LinkedIn. It's running a little script that says, let's invite someone now. And, you know, 10 minutes later, let's send a message. And 17 minutes later, do that and all. They just kind of act like you would during whatever hours of the day you might normally work. Generally, you know, it's 8, eight to 5 or, you know, 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. without a break. Those tools there cost 75 to $197. So I have two particular products, you know, 75 to 200 bucks are these tools on the right, right? And all of these create data and put them into systems, but the systems, if you don't like uploading, downloading CSV files and renaming files and wonder where is the file and what is it? And you open it up and you find, you know, uh, the, the cloud tools do a much better job. They create a Google sheet where the data is just sitting there automatically for you. Now there's quite a bit of configuration that we do for clients to get the data there. But it looks really simple and, and, and sweet on your side. It's just a little bit of action we got to do. 
So if all those things I described out there, they don't manage themselves. Somebody has to put the stuff in and know what comes out, set it all up and all. You know, that, that process comes down to somebody. It comes down to you, the account holder, first. All right. And then you can maybe move that off onto somebody else. So there's a dark side to this. LinkedIn doesn't care for this too much. LinkedIn wants you to sit there on your computer looking at ads on the side of these profiles. And uh, I'm saying, you know, maybe we can use a tool to do that instead so you don't have to sit there at the keyboard creating page views for LinkedIn, you know, ad, you know clicking on ads, right? You know, that, that's their process. They do not like this. But, but, you know, they've been losing in the courts. LinkedIn's been having some issues um, with, you know, gosh, that data is public data out there. You know, we're showing it to the whole world out there. You can't make it private. There's other things as well. This is right from September 2019. So there's multiple court things probably will go on and stuff, but at least right now they're 0 for 2. So, you know, that's a, that's a green light in, in, in many people's worlds here. My community out here just loves this article. We talked about the campaigns creating relationships. They, they connect to people. We send messages to people. We get conversations. We talk to them. We send emails to them. We get that stuff going. But keeping track of that um, just on LinkedIn is, is, is kind of difficult. You know, our co much of our coaching is about how to keep track of stuff. If you get a message on LinkedIn, for example, you know, how, do I, how do I get back to that message? Just push down and down and down. Well, there, there's ways to bookmark. You can book bookmarking systems and all. And that's kind of what we cover in coaching is how to do that. But the other really big deal, and I end on really big stuff. You know, there's one bigger than this, but it's the data. Everybody you touch on LinkedIn using these systems and tools brings data that goes ideally into a CRM system where you can have those other relationships, the email relationships, keeping notes, keeping stuff centralized. And also, as employees come and go, the data that they put into the CRM system stays as they leave. Their, their profile goes, but guess what? The data that we got from it, from the campaigns, is in the corporate coffers here, creating greater value for the company. This is my favorite part. My favorite part. The future is, is, is one where, you know, it's going to get a little harder before it gets a little easier. Um, we're being bombarded with stuff from all these different places, everywhere. And artificial intelligence and software are going to create an inbox that's really beautiful to use, that just has just what we want. Our inbox from Facebook and LinkedIn and Gmail all together in one spot. I'm looking at a record and I can decide, do I want to Facebook them or link them or, or email them or tweet them or whatever I want to do, whatever action I want to take, all from one spot. The feed, what these people are talking about, all comes into one place. Your network on LinkedIn is sort of intersected with your network in other places, with your contacts. So this is where it's headed. I'm working on software right now to do that. I'm visiting with some VCs. I've got a, uh, um, some action happening. This is where it's going. It's going to be easier. There's a little mini me running in your computer out there that realizes what you want and what you need. And it acts on your behalf with artificial intelligence techniques that are not, not too far in the future. This stuff is here right now. Unbelievable apps being made. Well, I understand that that's a lot. 
and maybe you'd like a little bit of help. So here's the do-it-yourself help. All right, I've got two great pieces of do-it-yourself help here. This site here, navigatinglinkedin.com. Lots of free guides. You want to get the industry guide there so you're not targeting industries. You shouldn't, you know, think, things of such nature. So um, let's see. So, um, all right, just going here. Yes, all right. So next, freebie. And this is really special here. Okay. I have a campaign white paper. It's 20 pages. It's a special PDF file. Okay. And uh, it goes over all the aspects that I covered here. In fact, you'll see some slides from here in the PDF there. You have to email me here or, or somehow for me to get it to you because I don't have a landing page for this yet. There's not a place. It's not, it's not on navigating LinkedIn yet. It will be in a month or so. But if you want it now, you know, it's a version of this PowerPoint actually that works really, really well here. Okay. So uh, this is, this is kind of what we do. I coach individuals. We train sales teams just like I described. Okay. All the things that we talked about here are part of a coaching program. They're also part of a done-for-you service program, if you like. And there's plenty of gray areas in between, especially if you have an assistant or something. There's a lot of gray areas. So this is how to reach me. There's my email. There's the navigating LinkedIn link. I'm available to do 30-minute calls if folks would like. And uh, you know what the topic would be. But I, I know there's private things that often you don't want to discuss out in front of a group sometimes. And I just wanted to make sure that people, you know, felt free that they could, that they could do that. Hi, I'm Shane Borza, a climber, creator, and coach. And I want you to build the skill of health and fitness. My new course is a priceless gift to you, and it's available exclusively on PonoQuest.com. That's P-O-N-O-Quest.com. Build the skill is a minimalistic functional, real-world fitness program, which can help you to move better and get stronger faster. I can't wait for you to check it out. And when you do, please let me know how it helps you. That's build the skill at PonoQuest.com. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to hear more from Mike O'Neill, the LinkedIn rock star, tune in next week for a bonus episode to include a discussion and Q&A with him. I think it's going to be an excellent way for you to hear some of the questions you may have thought of get answered. So stay tuned. As a reminder, these calls are held live on the first and third Thursday of each month. If you'd like to join us as either a listener or guest expert, please contact me at shaneborza.com. On behalf of my co-founder, Benjamin Goss, we're glad you are a part of the network and hope you are finding solutions. If you need solutions, please reach out.